Hey everybody, I'm Zach with Medicine Journeys and welcome back to the video and or podcast depending on how you're uh, viewing or listening to this. I'm sitting here with Kira and I've known Kira for is it two or three years now? Yeah, almost three years. Three almost years. three years, yeah. We met, Kira and I met uh, via the Four Winds training course, the, what I've started to coin, the Indian Energy Medicine Protocol. And we met really early on in the course. And I feel very lucky to have met her during that course because we had to have training partners or practice partners. And I saw Kira and I was like, there's something about her. And she's easy on the eyes, which is nice. <laughs> and I want to be a practice partner with her. And we became practice partners very early on. And as it turns out, both of us had shamanic backgrounds coming into that course. So we were kind of already ready to go. And I, I feel really fortunate to have met her and had had her as a training partner. And then subsequently, she's done a shitload of work on me. And oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> um, she has been pivotal. In, uh, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, she has been, Kira has been pivotal in the transformations in my life, particularly in the last year and definitely within the last two years. With that said, let, let, let me hand it over to Kira. Can you give us a quick background on your training protocols, what you do, how long you've done it and that sort of thing. Yeah. I first, I just like to start by saying that it, what was interesting about the Vialdo work is you asked a question in the very first live session. Uh -huh. And I thought, yes, that's someone who's solid, who I want to work oh. with. And I think we, you contacted me, but I was in the process of contacting you. So it was uh, yeah. one of those, the universe knew that we were going to somehow line up. And that cool. was a real blessing because I think you do a lot of work on each other. And, yeah, and during that uh, program, during yeah. that program. And of course we continued after, and it's been a huge blessing for me, you know, the, the work that you've done on me. And I'm very grateful for that. So cool. yes, um, I'm Kira sacred health is my organization or practice. I live in the Canadian Rockies up in a place near Banff. If some of you have heard of that. And I have been a shamanic energy medicine practitioner and an energy medicine practitioner for a couple of decades now. My mo primary modality that I work with in energy medicine is Eden Energy Medicine, as well as a number of other modalities. I have an online practice and an in-person practice. And you're, you're someone who's, I would say, unique in the healing field because there are a lot of people who go through healing training and all that sort of thing. Very few actually do it full time and are fully booked all the time. And you are one of those people. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, the universe kind of, I would say, forced me into it. <laughs> we say we have a choice, but it felt like I really needed to go in this direction. And, you know, I was fortunate to have really solid training, like three-year training, four-year trainings, you know, way back when people didn't even know when I said I did energy healing work, they just sort of looked at me cross-eyed. So, you know, yeah. And I kind of had a deal with the universe. I was like, if you want me to do this work, bring me the people. And I have mm. literally always had the people, which has been a real blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I said before, your work on me and actually you've worked on several people like Michael, Krista, uh, Jess, who else? I mean, from from our community, Emily. Emily, okay, yeah, yeah. and yeah, everybody loves you. Everybody loves you. It kind of pisses me off that they don't love me more, but you know, <laughs> it's such a great community. You know, because yeah. people really are ready and willing to do the work. Mm. You know, and and willing to engage in what needs to shift, what needs to release, and when someone comes in already in that sort of with that intention. It's, 
it, you know, it's, it's easier to work with those people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I've noticed on this point, those who have done ayahuasca work and then subsequently come and do this energy work, the, the Viodo protocol, which again, I call Andean energy medicine. Having that background with the ayahuasca, they're just so much more aware. And I, I guess I'm repeating what you're saying. They're very much more aware of their patterns. Ayahuasca helps us identify those patterns and things that that need, that need to be released. And, and frankly, ayahuasca has in many, many cases informed exactly what to work on outside of ayahuasca, which yeah, is cool. Yeah. I mean, in so much of my work, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at what's the root cause, you know? So if let's say someone doesn't come in from an ayahuasca with an ayahuasca background, but they come in with an illness or trauma or whatever, I'm always looking at what's the root, what's the root, what's the root. And when someone has done ayahuasca, they come in saying, this is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, honestly, that's 75, 80% of my work. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Now we're just working with that. Yeah. The the two work together so well, and yeah. and to be clear, you have yet to to drink ayahuasca yourself, and that's part of the reason I wanted you to come on yes. is because you are amazing at seeing the energetics, yeah. and you have worked with people both who have to, have not drunk ayahuasca, but also you've worked with people who have drunk ayahuasca to varying degrees. Some of them, such as myself, very, very experienced. Yeah. And you have a very, what's the word, unbiased view of those energetics, what you're seeing before ayahuasca, after ayahuasca, and some of the pitfalls probably. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but pitfalls yeah. that can happen with ayahuasca. Absolutely. And you have an you're unbiased. You haven't drunk the Kool-Aid yet, although we're keep threatening to do so. And I wish you would come drink ayahuasca. You're um, you changing my bias. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm curious, what, what have you noticed other than what we've just talked about in regards to awareness around root issues and so forth? Maybe on the more negative side, what can go sideways around drinking ayahuasca and what people might be careful from from an energetic standpoint? Well, I think it'd be interesting to tell my story of I my story of ayahuasca from sure. the, you know from the outside. Several, quite a few years ago, ten maybe it was more years ago, I started to have clients who had gone to Peru and had done ceremony there and come back, and not all of them went to, I would say, well, shamans. Uh -huh. To be honest, I think there was some that just went and you know. We're on a three-week holiday and met someone and had a, you know, basically I would call it an ayahuasca trip, not a right. ceremony. Mm -hmm. And then they would come back and their entire energy system was like on high alert. It was mm. like fight, fight, and fright, freeze sort of response. And it would take a lot to calm their system down because sometimes they would be blown into an awareness without any readiness for that. Plus there was no diet. There was no preparation and there was zero integration. Uh -huh. So they would come back quite shattered in my view. And it would take a long time for me to get them where, to where they were before they even went. Uh -huh. So I had, I did have a bias. I was like, what is going now? Let's be clear. I am, I'm very, very respectful of plant medicine. Mm -hmm. And, and I all, and that with that deep respect comes do it properly. Like I've always thought that. And so when I went to Peru, I was talking to someone who was saying, yeah, like a lot of these people aren't shamans. That yeah. Are, yeah. Right? Charlatans you know, abound. Yes. You know, it's like, Hey, we're going to get these Westerners. who are going to come down and pay a lot of money to, you know, drink pro improperly prepared brew and, you know, yeah, so on. So I, I had a bias, I have to be honest. And I talked to some energy medicine practitioners and we were all seeing the same thing. Like we were seeing people's systems, like just how you, it's almost like their whole system was in shock. Mm -hmm. right? Kind of blown out or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and some of them, yeah. Speaking of blown out, some of them came, came kind of, you, you have an auric field that really protects you. That's one of mm -hmm. your energy systems. We have like nine energy systems, but one of our energy systems is like this protection this auric field and it would be holy. Oh, you know? so full you, of holes. Yeah. No. yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, not holy, not holy. <laughs> and that's one of the things I see when people take, and I would say there's a difference between taking drugs and taking medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that I've had. I've had a lot of clients who, you know, at a young age took, you know, took mushrooms because they were like as recreational, right? And then mm -hmm. they got blown into emptiness without any awareness of like the, the void as something that's exquisite, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, it was just frightening. It was just like, yeah. it felt like death. And they are still recovering like years later, you know? So, so there is that risk. There's that real risk that if it's not done properly, if it's not medicine, if it's a drug, then, you know, I see a lot of dangers in there. So I was quite biased against it. Not, I never thought a shaman that was doing ayahuasca was doing the wrong thing. I mean, that's mm -hmm. unbelievable. They're well prepared for that. They, they diet for months, you know, they, they're led by other shamans, you know, and, you know, it's, it's a very different scenario. So deep respect always for plant medicine, not impressed by how Westerners tend to use it. Right. <laughs> right. And I've often thought like LSD, you know, Ram Dass took LSD, became enlightened, informed many of us, right. And did yeah. beautiful work in this world. Yeah. Other people took LSD and got messed up. Yeah. Right. So that's the same thing. Not the yeah. same, but you know what I mean? Yeah, to tease that Ramdas thing out, uh, when he was talking to Neem Karoli Baba about taking LSD, Neem Karoli Baba was like, "Yeah, it's good. It it puts you in that in the presence of Christ or Christ consciousness, but then you're going to come back down. Yeah, and, and you don't want to be going there too often yeah. because then you get into some. I might be wrong on this, but into some delusional spaces. Yeah. Um, because yeah. then it becomes so so then you know so so i saw this and so i was wary right mm -hmm. i was wary and i was like hmm this you know and i saw more and more people doing plant medicine of whatever types you know and then i had a really amazing experience like because i always think whenever i say never it's like oh the universe is like really you know <laughs> <laughs> so i was like never and then i had a client who came to me and said i'm i'm planning on doing ceremony. And it was with some shamans who had been studied deeply with uh, Dr. Gabor Mate mm -hmm. and had studied with the shamans that he'd worked with, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, so, and, and she came to me and said, I want to make sure that my energies are aligned before I go. And then I want to go, I mean, I think there was a certain point where they don't want you doing energy work right at, like there was a certain point there how they this is how they did it right oh and this they is this is eden energy medicine too which yeah, is, is different than the violdo stuff no 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 this is pre-violdo stuff yeah so she went to them did ceremony and came back and i was like wow like there was this expansiveness and it was i mean i still needed to work to stabilize it you know and to <laughs> work with what she had discovered mm -hmm. Which now, I mean, the Vialda stuff is brilliant mm -hmm. in, that, in that regard. And I've never seen such a shift. Like it was like this person had done like 10 years of deep work in mm -hmm. a week. Yeah. So I asked her, I was like, could you just give me this information about this group? And, and there was a three-week diet that was really strict. There was like all these protocols, right, mm -hmm. that they had done before and after. And I was really impressed. So I thought, well, maybe it's just her. Maybe she's really, really ready, you know, and then she would do it sort of once, you know, she would go to ceremony every six months or so for a couple of years. Uh -huh. Massive shift. Yeah. Then she sent a friend of hers to me. Massive depression, massive anxiety, huge addiction. I mean, the person was, you know, 30 and one of the unhealthiest people I've ever met. Oh, wow. Drug addiction, alcohol addiction, mm -hmm. just a mess. He really was a mess. Beautiful, but a mess. <laughs> so I worked with him and, you know, this, so this is not as a stable, like she was a more stable person going into ceremony. Right. So I, so in my mind, I was like, well, maybe that's why she was just ready. Right. So I was starting to shift my view. And then this guy came and he was like, total mess. <laughs> but he did the protocol up front, you know, then went, and I have never seen such a shift. I mean, addiction's hard. That's a hard one. You know, for an energy medicine, for a therapeutic um, standpoint, it was amazing, you mm. know, and he needed a lot of integration stabilization because he would, you know, all of a sudden he felt like 
deeply loved and deeply like a deep belonging in this world, which uh-huh. he never felt, <clears throat> which of course is why he was ingesting recreational drugs. Yep. And the level of belonging and love and awareness that he belonged, like just he belonged here and he was uh-huh. loved and he was held. And that was enough to massively shift him. And so I worked with him for a couple of years and I've never seen ever to this day, anyone that has shifted to no depression, no anxiety, no addictions. I mean, the guy's like, like healthy and like running marathons now. So it's, it's pretty, we saw him before he was not running marathons. So that really shifted and that started to change my view. Like maybe it's who, who they're going to, how they're preparing, you know, the deep intention that goes into it. And so I started to open up, you know, and then I would, I would see a mix. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. see anyone that blew my mind that way initially, you know, but I would see people who it helped and other people who I also saw use it, uh-huh. you know, where they would go and they would have this amazing experience, but they didn't have, they weren't willing to do the work to integrate it into right. their life. Mm-hmm. Then they would go back and be like, oh, I'm like, you know, have this like boost of consciousness. And then they would come back and, you know, and I, yeah. And I see that with people who are deep meditators, you know, I see people who have a deep spiritual practice. Like all of a sudden it's all they're doing is meditating and becoming a hermit because they don't want to deal with life. I believe that we, we have those experiences to bring them into this world. Yeah. You know, and then I met you and then we started doing the Vialdo practices and and the Vialdo training. And then the, they add in shamanic medicine and I really, that became that type of work after ceremony, an ayahuasca ceremony. That was amazingly, uh, it was an amazingly good tool uh-huh. to help people shift yep. energetically, even more so than the energy medicine for me, uh-huh. you know? So, I mean, I, bo- I do both the energy medicine and the shamanic medicine and I mean, it, shamanic energy medicine does work with the energy field, does work with a luminous energy field. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's able to r- get to the root, even if it goes fit going into past lives. Like it's really working at a deep, deep. So then when I started working with the people that were in your community, I, I never saw someone that was a messed up. It was always this, which says so much about the work that you're doing, mm. right? This is sacred mes- medicine. Mm. And it needs to be in a sacred container and you need to be prepared for it. You don't go meet the, meet a goddess without like clearing yourself. You know what I mean? Without taking a shower. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so what I think that was really interesting about meeting the people that were in your community was they would have these experiences and this awareness of what was holding them back, say, and what needed to be released. And they were ready. Like they were, it was, and it was held in this container you know, sometimes I think, I think of ayahuasca energetically as it's, it raises the energy and the consciousness. And I think that we are all in a range, but we all uh-huh. know when we're in our highest range of beauty and high consciousness. And then there's yeah. the part of us that, so I think that what I, ayahuasca does is it raises it. And so anything that's in this part has to leave, you that know, lower you, area. Yeah. yeah. So anything, it just becomes like really obviously yucky. Uh-huh. So, in, you know, a lack of integrity becomes like, ugh right? Like, uh, this yeah. is not okay. Yeah. So, and then this becomes obvious and they're ready to release it. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the Andean shamanic medicine really helps with that. Yeah. The ayahuasca helps recognize and will release a certain amount. And then the bringing in the Andean shamanic medicine, also we call it work that actually excavate it and remove the affinity for it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, in my journey, <clears throat> I'm recognizing more and more, this is really powerful and you need to do it with a container that is held, mm. that is safe, that is sacred. There needs to be the proper preparation for it, you know, and, and clear intention. And, you know, I don't know everything that you do within the ceremony, but it, you need to be able to handle what comes up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, you yeah. need to go to someone who can, like you, who can really move people and, and, and help people understand what they're experiencing 
and what uh -huh. they're seeing. Yeah. And then, and then the integration I think is really important. So that's why I'm really excited about what you're doing of incorporating the, the anti-traumatic medicine with the plant medicine, because I think that is so potent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's where this needs to go. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it needs to be the whole package that people don't just sort of leave going, I've had this incredible experience. I now, you know, see, you know, I'm now, I know I belong. I know that I'm held in a different way and I see all this mess that's keeping me from being this. Well, it, and it's, it's so cool. The combination of the two, because what you said about how ayahuasca raises your, your awareness and brings awareness to the stuff that uh, needs to be released. But a lot of times ayahuasca is not going to do that work yeah. for you. And then you come in with the illumination process, which is the Indian shamanic work. And you're like, okay, we know what it is. Let's get it out. Yeah. And what I've found personally is <clears throat> when we integrate that into ceremony itself, the integration process is way faster for both protocols. Yes. So the integration for the ayahuasca protocol or drinking ayahuasca is faster. And so <laughs> is the integration of the energy work. Yeah. Like that's rapid, exciting. rapid, fast. So much so that we're going to be doing almost back-to-back -back energy medicine sessions in association with ayahuasca. In, in addition, I've, I've said this before, and I think I've told you before, through combining the two together, <clears throat> the outcomes I've seen time and time again is someone who's somewhat energetically numb has found the spiritual path or is curious about the spiritual path, but it's like, yeah, I don't know about this energy stuff and my energetic body. Mm, I haven't really experienced that. I don't really understand. I hear people talking about it. I'd really like to <laughs> because there's it seems like there's an intuitive understanding with people who are curious that if I understand my energetic body, that translates directly into connecting energetically to the greater divine. Yes. Right. And by combining the Indian shamanic protocol with illuminations and soul retrievals and so forth, <clears throat> that's exactly what happens with ayahuasca because ayahuasca is showing that person who's receiving those sessions real time what's going on in their energetic body such that when there is no ayahuasca present days weeks months down the road they're suddenly like whoa i can i have a sense of my energetic body and whoa it's so much easier to connect with this greater experience of the divine it's exciting and that it's so funny for me because it's like i just don't know how to see the world without energy <laughs> yeah it's so funny to think, I mean, I know people are numb. Obviously they come to my practice space a lot. I mean, we are, everything is energy, everything, mm. Mm. you know, even this apparent physical body. I mean, Einstein proved that way back when, and people are still like not getting that. We are this, this, I'll call it our, our sun star, or we're a coach. This is like our mm -hmm. eight chakra. This is where the cosmic energy comes in. This is why we're connected to everything. Uh -huh. like everything I'm connected to you, you know, the plants, everything, the earth, then it comes in, in this central channel. And this is our soul energy coming right into our body and connecting to the, to, into our earth star, which connects us to the mother earth. Right. And so this is our unique imprint, energetic imprint that you will, this is where we get, and it's like this energetic core. And this is where we get who we are and who we're supposed to be in this world. So this is how we find out what's our soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. And you know that like there's the times where there's just this yes. And you have no idea why you're saying yes. And mm -hmm. I think you, know, someone was talking to me about decision-making, you know, because there's a big thing right now, what's your soul's purpose. And I'm like, well, just uh, listen. Yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, because when you're thinking, when I've ever made a, made a decision from my mind, this is the best thing for me to do, or this is where I want to go. It, it often is not the one that changes my life. But when I get this, like, yes, that's, they call it the small voice of the heart or however you want to name uh -huh. it. That's listening to that energetic core. That's listening to how it's vibrating out into your system saying, this is what is meant, you're meant to do. This is how you're supposed to walk forward, right? Mm -hmm. That's who we're supposed to be in this world. 
And so when you're aware of your energy, which I think ayahuasca really snaps you into that. Yeah, yeah. Then you know what you're supposed, how you're supposed to move in this world, and how I'm supposed to move is going to be different from how you're supposed to move or anyone else. You know, it's yeah. our unique imprint, and and it's that you know we're all this beautiful thread and this amazing tapestry of this of this world, and we all have a a purpose in this in this world weaving, right? Yeah. And if we pay attention to our energy body, then we know what to do. Yeah. And the more we get rid of what's in the way, like the imprints that are in the way, the imprints that you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable, therefore I shouldn't or whatever it might be. When we right. get rid of these imprints, then we can easily tune in to what, you know, what our soul wants us to do and how we're supposed to um, move forward in this world. Yeah. So for me, it's essential to understand our energy. Yeah. But otherwise, how do you make decisions that are wise? Right. Right. Yeah. And what's fascinating and challenging about what you're talking about is, particularly for people who are relatively new just to the whole concept or even have, have been working in, the, in, in this quote-unquote realm, but haven't fully had full experience with that, yeah. even with ayahuasca, what have you, it's important to remember, and I'm, I'm talking from my own personal experience, yeah. that my energetic experience is completely different than yours. Yeah. And there are some energetic experiences that we associate with being highly spiritual, but mm. just because they're there don't mean that that person is highly spiritual. Yeah. For me and Alberto Violdo, who teaches the four winds, yeah, Alberto Violdo jokes around. He's like, look, I, I, I had an idea of what seeing energy was. Yeah. And I felt like such an idiot because I didn't see any energy for years. But then once I realized I was seeing energy, I was like, oh, I've been seeing it this whole time, yeah. but it's not what I thought it was. And, and, yes, yes, yes. And, okay. the, and, and, and I will say people have many ways of perceiving energy, right? There's claircognizance, which is like a direct knowing. There's clairsentience. There's like direct, like a feeling, seeing, you know, smelling, tasting, all that sort of stuff. We all actually... All, we wouldn't function in this world. I mean, you walk into a room and you're like, mm, something's yeah, up, you know, yeah. or, you know, you go to, you, we go to certain sacred spaces and there's like, there's an energy that's like, huh, there's something going on here. People talk about good vibes, bad vibes, you know, we are constantly assessing energetically. We just don't always know what we're paying attention to. Right. And, you know, right. sometimes people think it's supposed to be like, people are like surprised. It's like, oh, like. I've been seeing energy, as you said, I've been seeing, yeah. you know, I've been feeling it. I've been knowing energy for a long time. I just uh, didn't yeah. know that I, I didn't pay attention to it. Right. It's so integrated in our experience. We don't even know that that is what's going on. We're just like, doesn't everybody feel this way? Yeah. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> for example, you, you have this great ability to key into past lives. Mm. Whereas for myself, my, my seeing has gotten much better. In fact, we haven't worked together for a while or I haven't worked on you. And so I haven't been able to show up. Um, <laughs> I haven't really art articulated or shared, shared with you some of the, the things that have changed personally, but for the longest time being an ayahuasca shaman for what now we're almost 15 years, no, 14 years and being somewhat frustrated that I don't have these wonderful stories to tell people. Yeah. And yet at the end of either an ayahuasca ceremony or a session, they're like, holy shit, this really shifted me. And I'm like, well, I don't know how, and I don't know why, and I don't know what. Yeah. And, and it was for a long time, I was, I was disappointed in myself. I felt like a charlatan. I felt like a, a but then there's evidence to the contrary, I should say, in that people would comment on like, Zach, you said this one thing and it changed my whole perspective. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I, I had an interaction with a Mayan shaman down in Guatemala. And he's like, yeah, dude, you're never going to have the same. He called it imagination in, yeah. in the sense of these stories. It's just not your, your makeup. He says, yeah. you are, you, Zach, are a vortex of healing. What you do is you just do your healing thing yeah. and then walk away yeah. and just trust that it's, it's all going to be fine. And, and that was super helpful. And then 
And then I met someone like you and I'm just, then I get all bummed out again. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it's really interesting. I've received from you. I've received from people who are very clairvoyant and the clairvoyance can come out in like being able to see energy when your eyes are open, but also you're getting pictures and visuals, you mm -hmm. know, that explain what you're seeing. So I get that a lot. So I'll get the story. I'll get the imagery. I'll get the past lives. But you see, I've worked with you where it's like, I can feel it. It's so powerful. Hmm. So, you know, because I can feel energy, I'm like, wow, like, okay, he's definitely working on my solar plexus, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. And, and that's an incredibly powerful experience. I love that you've said that because people have this, you know, like it should be this way. Right. You know, I've had, I've had sessions where all this information is coming to me and other sessions where I'm just completely quiet. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, it's like, I'm just spirits just saying, okay, just do this, you know, and that, and, and people will come out of those sessions sometimes like that was amazing. <laughs> and, and I didn't say anything. So yeah. I don't think, I think it's just, we're a hollow bone when we're working yeah. in that space, then you're an amazing hollow bone. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, yeah, you just spirit talks the way it talks to us mm -hmm. either with in healing or in life. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people want like these big lies where they're famous and, you know, out there healing the world and other people are just quietly doing their thing. And it's not that one's better. It's just how we're being used yeah. by spirit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're unbelievably powerful um, when you do your work oh, thank because you. you're just that hollow, you know, you really are that hollow bone. And why have you not given me a session recently? <laughs> Well, it's because you've been traveling around the world and you're constantly okay. busy. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready and willing. If you didn't under, get it in the first part of the podcast, for the last year, Kira has been helping me through tough times, as many of you are aware of in a relationship and in life, as I'm trying to, trying to figure out two very different lifestyles, financial advisor and shaman. And, and she's been instrumental on me keeping my shit together during that time. Changing gears a little bit, you alluded to it in, in a comment earlier in the podcast, the subject of integrity. We were talking the other day wherein you were like, yeah, right now for people who, I would say people in general, but particularly people who are doing shamanic work, energy work, the timing, the universe energetic yeah. makeup currently requires a huge amount of integrity. And I'm going to point to, maybe you agree, that a large part of this is because we're hearing this from the Quero, the, the Andean shamans. We're hearing it from, I believe, the Mayans. We're hearing it from some New Age people like De Stefano, what's his name? De Stefano, he's a friend of Aubrey Marcus. We're hearing it from Paul Selig. This is a time where, I'll use Viola's words, Alberto Viola's words, where the gates of heaven are wide open. So we have all these, <clears throat> these celestial beings who are on the side of quote unquote good. And then we also have the gates of hell being wide open. So this requirement of integrity, particularly for those who are doing medicine work, is exceptionally high. Um, can you kind of riff on that a little bit? Yeah, glad that you said that. It's been something that I've been really seeing for the last, say, three years, and I haven't mm. been able to articulate it. But the level of availability into the invisible realm is opening, opening, opening. And we have unbelievable support, like so much support from celestial beings. It's beautiful. I love that you said the heaven and hell because I don't usually use those words and I've never been someone that mm. used evil before, but right. it feels evil. Like it feels like there's this <laughs> energy that's, you know, if we're going to, if we want to go, if we want to dip our feet into what can be called evil in some level, which to me would be a lack of integrity, right? Really? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of help to take us down. And I've never seen it like this before because I'm noticing people when they, as soon as they slip, and it's not just in their work. This is what's interesting to me. It's like, if you slip in your life in integrity, if you think that I can be out of integrity in my family life or out of integrity with a friend or, you know, a colleague or whatever, that it won't affect their work. 
it is everything, we are a whole being. If we are lacking in integrity here, we are lacking in integrity at a whole level. Mm-hmm. And we're not able to get away with it. Now, I know way back when, when I really committed to this work, I started to realize that I got caught. <laughs> you know, a little lie. It was like, I'd get caught, you know, like that. So I, I had to really clean up my integrity. And now I feel like that's true for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I am noticing that there are people who are saying they're doing this work who really don't have a lot of experience, saying that they're highly experienced and their work is messy. I'm seeing people who think that they can get away or people that are like very money focused, like they're all money focused. And it's just like, this is going to catch up to you, right? If you're doing this for money, I mean, we need to get paid for what we do because yeah. it's, and you frankly, know, we're highly underpaid. Well, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's like life force energy, but it's like yeah. when you, you see people that are charging ridiculous amounts of money for retreats or work or whatever, and they don't really have the experience or the qualifications, mm-hmm. um, it's catching up. Energies are sticking with, are, are moving into those people. Mm. So I see people literally getting influenced by the invisible realm at the level that they're acting. So, you know, as you said, we can all have these sort of spiritual insights, but we have to act them out. Yes. And we're all aware, could I please always show up? you know, kind and compassionate and loving well, as much as possible. I'm still human and I still mess up. But if my intention <clears throat> and my commitment is to show up with as much of what I know is true, like what you would get from the ayahuasca experience, right? And, and try to live that as much as possible. It's like, I'm getting helped by energies that are in line with that. Mm-hmm. If I try to screw someone over, or if mm-hmm. I try to get away, or if I try to, you know, manipulate someone or harm someone to get what I want, right? Mm-hmm. Those energies will also attach to that level mm-hmm. of being. So I feel like everything is amplified. Uh-huh. If we live in integrity, we're getting support from the spirit realm, beautiful support. If we are trying to get away and being manipulative or lacking in integrity in any way, even if we think, well, this isn't my work world, but this is my, (laughs) right. We are getting support that'll take us down. And a lot of people are being really, they're not seeing it. Right. Like I see people thinking that they're just doing great spiritual work and they are not. And I have the clients come in and they're messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So I really am feeling one part of me feels incredible hope because we have so much support, but the other part Mm -hmm. of me has this wariness right now. And, and to the point of what I said, right at the beginning, if you're doing this work, you have to go to someone who has integrity. You have to go to someone who has done their work. You have to go, you know, you you can't go to a therapist who hasn't done healing work. I mean, we're all in, we're all healing, right? Right. It's like, we're not, but you've got to do go to someone who's done their work and you can't get away with it anymore. Did that articulate what I'm trying to say? Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I, I want to take it a little bit further down this road, but a little tangent in the sense that because things are opening up so much, the veil, so to speak, is yeah. thinner. And we're seeing more and more people accessing yes. that unseen world. And that's both wonderful, but also exceptionally dangerous because if one has the access and then they start practicing without any training, lineage, what have you, it's a perfect example of a kid running around with a very big, sharp knife. Yes. And it's quite dangerous. And this is not to say, and I want to, I want to qualify this. This This is not to say that one can go through that training, come out the other end, have their what I like to call, get your black belt first, mm-hmm. learn the foundations, make sure everything is solid. Yeah. Then you can start remodeling the house that you built on this strong foundation, or you can start doing designs and art- artistic work on this metaphorical house that has this strong foundation. But if you, if one doesn't put in that strong foundation through training, it's can fall apart not only for themselves, but also really impact those who they are working with and just 
random innocent bystanders too, right? I love how you articulated that because I, in energy work, I see people and I think everything is just like amplified when you look at the shamanic plant medicine work that you're doing. In energy work, there are people who really can feel energy, you know, and they mm-hmm. really can tune in and, and they just hang up a shingle now and say that they're doing energy work they might be quite intuitive, but they don't know what to do with it. You still need the foundation. So they, mm. so they sit there and go, Oh, this person's heart chakra is something's up with it. And then they, then the client comes to me a complete disaster. And I'm like, what happened to your heart chakra? It's like, well, this person was clearing it. And I'm like, what did they do? Just go and stir it up. They, you don't know what to do with it. Right. You might right. know the foundation of your house is rotted, but you better know how to fix it. You don't just sort of throw cement on there and think it's okay. Yeah. So I think there is, there is real danger. When I first started this work, people were like, you do what, you know, <laughs> talk about a cocktail party conversation stopper, right. <laughs> energy medicine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I love that people are more aware. I love that people are getting into it. And again and again, I'm saying, go to the right people, go to people yeah. who have experience, get the training, get the foundational work. Either if you're interested in it and want to go and, and to do healing work, Go to someone who knows what they're doing. And there are really good people out there. Mm-hmm. So, but do your homework because you don't want to experience it's going to mess you up. You, you know, it's just going to, it's going to be two steps back. Yeah. Go to someone who's the, who has the experience. And if you are doing the training, get trained properly. Yeah. Why waste your time and money? I see people who hang up a shingle and they've done, you know, eight weekend workshops on energy healing and they really don't know much and you right. can actually do harm. Yeah. You really yeah. can. And I'm talking about people who have good intentions, mm-hmm. not, this isn't about people trying to do bad work. People, mm-hmm. This is people about, you know, really having good intention, really wanting to help people. You know, if, if hopefully no one listening to this is not like that, you know, so get the right training, get, yeah. as you said, get the foundation because then you can play. Yeah. Then yeah. you can, and then spirit can talk through you, but you do need that deep foundation first. Yeah. Yeah. And this is <clears throat> complicated by the fact that, and we've seen this throughout history, spiritual leaders, healers, and so forth, is some of them can fall down as yeah. well. It's it kind of sucks because it's hard to tell, right? Absolutely. I think I've talked about the CDs, you know, in India, they talk about Uh the CDs. So as you become more and more open and aware, there are powers that come, you know, you become more psychic, you become more precognitive, you become more powerful. As long as that is held in absolute and utter humbleness. I, I talk about, I will not go to anyone who is not clean. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think of it energetically which is that they can stand in the power that's coming through them and they know that their job is to uh, work with it in as integrous a way, Mm -hmm. but it's not them. Right. And as soon as person has an egoic attachment to that power, it's dangerous. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not about not having confidence in what you do and, and, you know, you know, I mean, I'd look at someone like the Dalai Lama. I mean, there's power there, but he's humble. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, vital. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, again, it goes back to that. It's a sticky wicket because as one becomes more and more integrous, they get more and more power. And then the temptations to use that power get greater and greater too. It's more power, more responsibility. It's it's the cliche. That's so sticky. You know, and it's one of the, one of the things that we're really healing in our world consciousness right Mm. now is power moving power from the third chakra, which is power over or power under Mm -hmm. to power from the heart chakra, which is like, as I stand my power, I get permission for you to not permission, but it calls you up to be powerful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that my deepest desire is to empower others to be in their authentic, beautiful, magnificent self and to gift this world with that. And it's sticky. It's so sticky. I mean, as we can see, we've got really amazing gurus out there have done amazing, great work who have, you know, really messed up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and one thing I would say, just because I think one thing that's lovely about your community mm-hmm. is that you are in community mm-hmm. and <clears throat> there, that's a way of, of, you know, and I feel like that, you know, I feel like that with you and a couple of other of my colleagues that I, you know, I really rely on you guys to say, <laughs> like, if I'm off, yeah, to call me out. Totally. Because I am fully aware. I'm not, you know, a fully awakened being yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that ego can attach very quickly. And and I I have a lot of compassion for people who go that way. It's it's a hard it's hard it's hard not to, you know. And I I really rely on people around me to call me out. Yeah, yeah. And that that's one of the things I appreciate early on working with you. I think you've called me out on things, not necessarily the power thing, but certainly after a session, you'll be like, hey, you need to focus on this thing that may not be so fun to focus on. And yeah, and, and, and I really appreciate that lack of kid gloves or pussyfooting around as it relates to those sorts of issues that need to be looked at. And I'm curious, one of the things that I physically have a strong reaction to when I listen to a teacher, and it it comes from listening to great teachers like Jack Kornfeld, Shogim Trumpa Rinpoche, all of these teachers speak very simply and plainly as do you, by the way, there is very little flowerly, there, there can be beauty in it, but there, there isn't any, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Airy fairiness around it. And whenever I hear that airy fairiness, I'm always like on guard. And I'm wondering if that is an indication of what we're talking about here is that they're, they're hiding behind the, the words. Mm-hmm. And then they have the actions that don't support the words, but they're making the words so pretty that it, it, it does. You see where I'm going with this? I, I'm having yeah. a hard time articulating. No, it. for sure. Adi Ashante is my, one of my spiritual teachers. So I'm drawn to people that are just saying it as it is. Yeah. You know, people say to me, oh yeah, energy medicine or shamanic energy medicine is woo woo. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, no. this is the light. This is life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I don't understand that, you know, and it's only woo woo if you think it's somewhere separate or somewhere out there or, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that people do hide behind, you know, sometimes a beautiful vocabulary, which, you know, I wish I had at times, but I I think that if we have something to say, you can say, just say it to anyone. Anyone can understand it. It it shouldn't be convoluted or intellectually complex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that we don't bring our wisdom into it, but I think we yeah. do need to ground this awareness. I mean, first of all, I think our, our planet needs it. Like we don't have much time. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in a anxiety provoking right. conversation, but you know, like apocalyptic. this is the time, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're all, we all decided to be, you know, reincarnated this time. And it's an yeah. incredible opportunity. and. And I think we are being called to step up and like, get rid of the fluff, get rid of the, you know, this is somewhere different. No, this is life, you know, and how you drink your tea <laughs> is as important as how you meditate is how you work with someone, you know, like we need to be of integrity. We need to be truth tellers. We need to say it as it is, you know, we need to stop worrying about offending people. When you talk about that, I would just say things to you that would jolt you, Right. If I went to a therapist or a healer that was just easy, was always nice and just agreeing with me, I mean, why would I go to them? I mean, I can do that to myself, right? Right, right. Like you do need to someone have a different perspective that'll jolt you and you do that as well. So one of the things that I loved about Adi Shante is his teacher said to him, only teach what you know. Mm. And I've really taken that to heart. And I think that when we start talking, if I started drawing in spiritual knowings mm-hmm. from whoever, 
Yeah. Then it's not true for me. Right. Yet. Like, you know, if I start drawing on what Adia said as a complete awake being, Mm -hmm. as if I am awake at that level, which I'm not. Right. Then it just rings false. Yeah. And you can hear it. Right. You know, I mean, you have someone like, there's certain things that audience would say, like, you know, I'm one with everything, let's say. And it just, it just makes total sense. Like you're like, mm, right. yeah. And if I said it, it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. again, it comes to that listening. We yeah. do know when someone's false. Ah, do so know that, when someone's false. That's a, a really important point. I think for, for listeners or people who are watching so many of us, particularly in the Western world, are so heady yes. that we listen to the language yes. and get caught up in the language yeah. and don't check in like, wait a second, does that feel correct? Is is there truth? Is that person really what they claim they're experiencing? What have you? Are they really that? I would argue <laughs> that's probably what happens with people who get involved with cults and so forth. Absolutely. Now we live in a, in a culture that a, it's all about our head. Yeah. And thus we still have that white coat syndrome, whatever the doctor says, we'll listen to, you know, right. whatever the spiritual guru says, we'll listen to, or even, or even to the point where it's like, I'm always checking in. Adi was great for that because he always said, anything I say, check in. Mm-hmm. Like he, he did not say, listen to me and everything I say, it's like, try it on. Yeah. What I, it, I'm, if this is what I say is true for me, try it on. See if it's true for you. And so he was a great teacher for me because he was, he, he you know, his integrity is impeccable. And so he was always saying, it, this needs to be true for you. Yeah. And if it's not true for you, don't take it on and, yeah. and believe it. That's belief rather than knowing, right? We have to check it into ourselves. And so we can get very stuck in our culture of like, well, this person's a really wise person. Therefore, everything they say is wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. always check it in. Always, yeah. always, always. Yeah. I say to any of my clients, this is what I'm seeing. If anything I say does not resonate, then it does not resonate. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I I cannot tell anyone what they should do with their life. I can yeah. see what I see and give my perspective, but they need to check it in on into their own integrity system. And so I think we need to be careful because as you said, I think we have this little bit of like, we all want to be saved. <laughs> right? We all want like, just give me that one thing. Give me that one teacher. Give me that one healer. Give me that one doctor or, or yeah. whatever it might be who will just, I can just follow them. Yeah. And we need to stand in our integrity and our responsibility and our sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when it doesn't ring true, pay attention. Yeah. On that point, I'm going to retract what I said about just because someone is able to use flowery words and and say beautiful spiritual things, that is not an indication that they're a a charlatan. That is not. So I'm retracting that. Now I'm keying into what you're saying. And it's important that as I look back in memory, when I had that response of like, it was literally a physical response. And, and sure enough, those people that may, that caused that response, I was like, yeah, they turned out to not be what they claimed to be. Yeah. And I'm thankful that I was able to recognize that and no harm, no foul. <laughs> and to your point, it's not about, as you said, it's not about the, the ability to be highly articulate and, and use certain language. It's just that often we'll get swayed because uh-huh. in our culture, right. we put a lot of value on intellect. Yes. So when someone sounds incredibly intellectual, you know, there's a difference between wisdom and intellect. Yeah. Right. So it's like if someone see, we just automatically give them respect. Sure. Yeah. 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 There are, there are great teachers who are, you know, very articulate and use yeah. beautiful language and flowery language. And it's wonderful to listen to but you can hear if it's true, you can hear it. Yeah. yeah. Rumi being a very good example of that. Well, sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you, that, I mean, you read a Rumi poem and it resonates. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even though hundreds of years later, there's this, yeah. 
Yeah. Like it still yeah. resonates. You know, that's the, the energy of it is true for him. If someone else said it, you know, I am beloved of God or however, you know, yeah. basically, I mean, you know, it'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing yeah. ego happening there. Him, yeah. you're yeah. like, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, th yeah. I think that is a great spot to like wind things down. We're a little bit over an hour here. How do people find you? I cannot recommend you enough as a practitioner for energy work, the Vilda work, because you also weave them together and you're just so super talented. You've literally changed my life. And so how do people find you? And I, I think there's things going on on your website and so forth that the people should be aware of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I've been gifted with people coming to me, my current website is about 20 years old and it is being updated. <laughs> Hopefully it will be launched in about a month, uh -huh. but it will, will be, be the same. February 24. Is that you're holding yeah. to me that? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just giving people, when I release this, it's going to be maybe a week or two. So just kind of okay. give them. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hopefully it'll be in a month, but it'll be the same website. So yeah. it's sacredhealth.ca. Uh -huh. So yeah, sacredhealth.ca. You won't see as much of my shamanic. I mean, it's in there, but it's, you know, it's not hidden. from when I launched at the beginning, it's more of my energy medicine work there, but that's all the, all the ways that you can contact me are on sacredhealth.ca. And yes, I will be launching a new website that'll reflect more yeah. of what I'm doing. Cool. Uh, and I will put uh, all that information, both her website URL and also a direct email yeah. of your choice. I'll put that in the show notes down below and you can check all that. Speaking of down below, if you like this video, uh, I'm getting used to saying this, please uh, hit subscribe, like all that sort of thing so that uh, we can grow this channel uh, and bring more of this content. I think that... Uh, Kira and I are going to come back together for another podcast in the future. This was a lot of fun. And I think there was a lot of great information. Thank you, Kira. Yeah. And thank yeah. you everyone who is either watching and or listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you, Zach. <laughs>